Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Welcome to Wednesday Wins. We're talking all about the wins and successes and uh, failures in part of our, our guests today, but also actions you can take to get started on your journey or level up kind of where you're at in your investing journey. Uh, so we're super excited to bring you that that content. Don't forget to jump on social media and reach out to us, Investories Pod, uh, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel link in the comments. Uh, below and uh, yeah you know let us know how you're winning getting those reps in um yeah. in term in terms of creative finance do you do you do anything with the creative finance side of things yeah so um so we we buy properties in in two ways so either either cash um or we do it creatively so if we were to buy cash it's generally going to be a, a, at a bit more of a discount because naturally um, you know, we don't have a million dollars sitting in our bank account. It is getting it from hard money lenders and private lenders. And they are high holding costs. And, you know, you're paying one or one and a half percent origination fees. Um, you know, you're paying hefty interest rates for, you know, the whole period, which is between four or five months for, for a flip, or it could be longer depending on the market. Um, so generally buying cash is riskier. Uh, and so we have to buy at a bit more of a discount, uh, which all investors do. If uh, we're unable to get close to that price and the seller wants a little bit more, we can do something more creatively and it all depends on their situation. So you know, if, they, if they own it free and clear um, and, and they've got 100% equity, then we could uh, maybe um, you know, negotiate terms and get seller finance on that. So if they don't need the cash straight away, if they don't need $700,000 straight away, we can maybe give them a bit of a, a down payment and agree a term and maybe a balloon payment in seven or 10 years and pay them in installments. Um, that way we're able to pay a bit more for the property. Um, we can agree an interest rate between us and we can try a cash flow. And also the seller uh, doesn't have to pay capital gains straight away. Uh, if if it's due, uh, if it's an investment property, or you know if it goes past the the two hundred fifty thousand or five hundred thousand threshold of capital gains tax, so um, it does help. Um, if it's not seller financed, then we can also take over the payments of the mortgage, uh, which is known as subject two. And you know a lot of mortgages out there, they're paying two and a half, three percent, three and a half percent. Some of these older mortgages that are out there, not sold, but but definitely a lot lower than what the mortgages are, uh, the rates are now. So the advantage obviously for us is taking over those payments and paying a, a lower interest rate, uh, but also we don't have to take a loan out for them to pay their bank back. So the banks don't make the money, uh, which is always a good thing. So there's loads of different ways of doing it. There's also lease options that we can do, tons of things. Um, and I think it's just not bombarding the seller with all of this information straight away. Yeah, It's just understanding the motivation, getting an understanding of what they want, what is going to make their life easier. Then you can get down and sit with them and, and see how you can make it easier for them. Um, you know, if, it's all about making the seller's life easy. As long as 
it, it works for them and works for you, it's a deal. You know, it, you don't have to make it difficult for them. And it's not about convincing them to do anything. It's just about seeing if it works for both. No, I love that. And I think for me, the, the seller financing piece or the creative financing piece and taking it away from the banks, there's kind of a, uh, I guess, free-spirited streak in me. It's like, yeah, I like yeah. that. Take it away from, yeah. from they got they got enough money. Or They've got enough, yeah. Maybe they, they haven't, need to make money. <laughs> and that's a problem too, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, it's a it's a win win situation then. And um, but yeah, I mean that's something. It's going to be it's going to be very common over the next uh, next couple of years. I think. I think the way we see the economy going, um, you know, unfortunately there may be um, you know some people out there who aren't able to keep uh, keep up with these uh, these payments, and so um, it's always going out there and trying to help as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean buy at a discount and just take advantage of people. It's nothing like that. It's maybe actually letting them keep their house and maybe, um, you know, having an option on there where you can buy at a future, um, uh, a future date. But yeah, it's about helping people as much as possible. Um, but you know, it's, it's, if you can profit as much as possible, that'd be great as well. <laughs> I like that. Um, so yeah. let's move on to, um, I guess wins and losses. I'd love to get your take on kind of the the lessons you've learned, um, especially moving into a kind of a new market and a new country. Uh, is there kind of oh, anything man. that stands out? Positive, negative, all of the above. Um, yeah. So, so positive. I think we've mentioned it as well. It's it's being around people. It is the the most important part is just being around the right people because you can read all the books and watch all the videos you want, but getting in front of people and and it's like, it's just like the gym. It's like having a training partner that is stronger than you is always better because they will push you and uh, you will end up getting to where they are. Same thing in real estate, uh, just being with those veterans and hard hitters and uh, you know, you'll get there. Um, I think consistency is probably you know, one of my losses. And if you're not staying consistent on doing something, um, you, you will fail. Um, there's, there's, there's hundred percent your fail. There's no going around it. So I think it's focusing on something, um, and you will have to chop and change a lot. Like now, you know, I'm doing my, my VA might not be good. I have to change, or I might change from cold calling, go to texting, or I might change door knocking or do this, do that. Changing is fine, but I think staying consistent and at least giving it a chance is very, very important. Um, and, and having a, having a niche or a niche, as they say in America is just, um, you know, not trying to do everything because if you try and do everything, you'll do nothing. So if it's starting off, um, I would say start off with maybe wholesaling and focusing on smaller single family homes and, and learning how to flip a property and learning about construction and, and JVing with people, and then maybe moving on and, and doing larger projects and going to multifamily and doing all those things. Um, it's easy to to become overwhelmed and I become overwhelmed all the time, especially when I go to meetups and I'm like, whoa, these guys are making so much money. Maybe I should do what they're doing. And then I just like, mm-hmm. just lose my way. It seems you know, so easy. Have, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's just like, I'll bring the gym in again. You'll see, you know, maybe a massive guy in the gym, like, oh my God, I need to get like his. No, you, you, you're in competition with yourself and no one else. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the key. Just focus on, are you better today than you were yesterday if you are you've won Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you have to be better than that next person uh, because otherwise you're living life just constantly trying to compete with others and next thing you know you know time's up 
So yeah, just um, just go for it. I think. I love that. No, and I think the other. In, interesting thing and you might share this viewpoint that I, ha- I had kind of moving to the states was I kind of got to, to zero everything so I got to move countries and good or bad I zeroed like you know I had to kind of start my career from, from yeah. a certain point I got kind of lucky in that um, yeah. but my bank account I had to kind of zero that and start again and yeah. shift what little savings I had over and I had to yeah. start again with credit and all that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah. What, what it taught me was there's there's ways to do this quickly and for anyone listening who's you know born and raised in america and is in debt or is clearing debt or has a low credit score you can start to do things to get you in a position to be able to invest very quickly even if you just go down the traditional investing route um the creative financing wholesaling all that stuff you don't necessarily need to have tons of money and and perfect credit but definitely that build is an interesting process right yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's the, the, the you know, everyone thinks you need, you know, you need 20% down, you need a 760 credit and above, you need to have income of this much. And generally for conventional, yeah, you do. You, you know, of course, good credit is very important. Income is very important. But um, there are other ways to get on the property ladder and, and buy something. And if you can, if you pick something up, sell a finance, you know, they don't, they don't check your credit. Yeah, they, they've already got the, um, the house as security. So if you can get something like that and, and maybe a hybrid with sub two and, and seller finance and house hack, um, you know, get a duplex or, or get a single family home and just rent the rooms out, uh, offset your uh, expenses. I mean, that's probably one thing I would, I would if, I, if I moved here, you know, uh, five, 10 years ago and I was a lot <laughs> Yeah, if you were single, like, I'm the same, uh, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously now I'm, I'm married with kids and so there's a certain amount of expenditure that I need to have. I need to have a certain size house and stuff for the kids and cars and stuff like that. But if I came just single, live below your means. Forget what other people are doing and, you know, spending so much money on eating out and doing all the stuff. Do it, enjoy your life, but live below your means for those amount of years, be smart, invest, and then you'll enjoy your 30s more than anyone right now in their 30s. And my, my biggest takeaway moving here was there is, there's a huge amount of entrepreneurship. People are resourceful and creative and all that good stuff. There's also a hell of a lot of people that live way beyond their means on credit. And I saw a post on Facebook um, the other day and someone was uh, talking about how they were making rent, but they had this and they had that, and then their wife wanted to buy this five hundred dollar bag. Yeah, and I was like, "There's your issue right there. You're you're renting. You don't have any property. You only have ass. You only have liabilities, and you're going to drop half a G on a handbag. Yeah, yeah. There's something it's... there. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's the way the world works now. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a seller's market. Everyone's just looking to buy, 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 buy. But um, you've got to think about tomorrow because, you know, and we can, we don't have to talk about the economy, but, you know, I think everyone knows what inflation is and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe 30 years away seems like a long time. It's not. Uh, and I think just planning planning for that now is not a boring thing to do. You can make it fun. Um, you know, it's not just about, you know, putting money in your 401k. You know, that's the boring side to it. The fun side is, you know, not saving for retirement when you're 65 or 70, aiming to retire by the time you're 45. Mm. That's the interesting part. 
that's 100%. the fun part. Like, how do I get there where I actually don't have to worry about work after 45 and I can really enjoy my life? That's the way I think you should think about retirement rather than thinking, all right, I need to save my 401k until I'm 70 years old. Not going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen to those 401ks? We have mm-hmm. no control over it. Yeah, you don't. And it just goes into the... Uh... The, the company and that's it oh, yeah. basically yeah yeah no i feel you on that um in terms of the market and I, I appreciate we're we're kind of running on time but um what do you think in san diego what do you think is going to happen um so uh the supply uh shortage is chronic and it will be chronic for the next 20 years so um it's, it's just very difficult for the number of houses that we have here mm-hmm. to meet the demand of people who live in San Diego and are moving to San Diego. And more and more people will be moving to San Diego. Uh, obviously, we hear in the news that people are leaving California all the time. And people are leaving California. But generally, they're not leaving from, from here. They're, they're leaving from the Bay Area or, or L.A. And those people from L.A. or San Francisco are either moving to San Diego or moving out of state. So San Diego is, is the secret that's no longer a secret anymore. I mean, you know, people are, are still moving here. So I don't ever see really in the next 20, 30 years a, a crash that's going to really affect San Diego. Obviously, everything that happens in the world and in the country will affect um, us at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But this still is a micro, micro market. Um, but look, it's, it's investing is, isn't... Uh, it's still, it still can be risky, but you can manage your risks. If you're looking to quickly buy and sell and make a quick buck, yes, you can lose money in the moving market. You know, there has been a correction, obviously, since last year. Prices have gone down. But if you're looking long-term, you're not going to lose money buying in San Diego. Amazing. That's a great quote to, uh, to end on. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, yeah, you can um, you can add me on on Instagram. Uh, it's Ankur Chada SD. Um, I'm sure you'll pop it in the um, in the of notes. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, just just DM me, and you know I'll be happy to um, to collaborate. And you know whoever's messaging me, I'd I'd love to learn from you guys as well. I'm sure you've got a lot of experience that I don't have, uh, and vice versa. And we can um, you know let's work together. And uh, always open to meeting up for a beer anytime. Epic. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. Definitely, man. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Time is flown. It's flown by. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Investories podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories podcast.